What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copon. It's July 23, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn, episode 45. In this episode, I'll be talking about if you need gym gear to start working out and how to recover from muscle soreness faster. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. I'm officially back to finally being inside a gym every day, training others or myself. And God, I missed it so much. So if you're back home in Ontario, Canada, then the gyms have been open for a week now, which is great. I'm back to training, and hopefully the gyms never ever close again. If you listened to last week's podcast, where I listed out a bunch of things you should do when starting out in the gym again... I've taken my own advice this past week and basically did everything that I mentioned. That meant starting super light on every exercise, especially on upper body to make sure that my shoulder injury recovered properly. And things have gone smoothly so far. My shoulder hasn't bothered me doing any upper body movements, but it does still hurt a little bit when I'm squatting because of the way my arms are and you know, my elbow positioning to keep my upper back tight in that back squat, high barbell position. And I don't know if the shoulder is directly affecting my pull-ups, but I think I do feel a little bit of weakness when I'm doing those. Oh my god, my bench though. That has suffered in strength quite a bit, but that's to be expected when I injured my shoulder, which is one of the main muscles in that movement. That and my weights at home only go up to 35 pound dumbbells and doing push presses off the floor, uh, that got pretty easy towards the end there. So that along with push-ups were really my main two movements for chest that I could do at home for the past two months or so. But with muscle memory, I should be able to get back to where I was pretty quickly as long as my shoulder doesn't flare up or something. So I'm just being careful right now easing into the whole gym process. Even something like overhead press feels unaffected, which is good, but I'm easing into that one too, just in case. I was even looking uh, at myself in the mirror the other day and noticed that my left arm is actually significantly smaller than the right arm, but that should even itself out over time and with me just being consistent. I've been hitting calves in my accessory work, like traps every other day, so that's another good start. Uh, I've been focused on that, and I've kept up that consistency so far as well. Alright, alright, enough about me. Let's move on to sports. Oh yeah, first, actually, I managed to play a bunch of sports this week. 
I don't know if you count bowling, but I finally managed to see some of my friends last weekend and we went bowling. Unfortunately, it was a rough go for me and I came in last out of five people in the two games we played, so that sucked for me, but it was still fun nonetheless. I played basketball a bunch of times this week too, just by myself though. And then on Monday, I finally got back onto the golf course after it's been a few years now actually, but I just went with my family and that actually surprisingly went pretty well. I didn't lose as many golf balls as I thought I would, so that's a good thing. Alright, so NBA Finals. The Milwaukee Bucks storm back from a 0-2 deficit and win the next four games to win the series 4-2, so the NBA season is over. Giannis seemed unstoppable for those last four games, actually. Phoenix just had no answer for him. That means Chris Paul falls short yet again, and Devin Booker had two 40-point losses in the series, too. Congrats to the Bucks, though. Giannis had a great four-game stretch there and actually had an amazing finals overall. Of course, he ended up winning finals MVP. And in that last game, game six, he had 50 points and even shot 17 of 19 from the free throw line, which is something that he's not amazing at, but managed to basically not miss at the line when it mattered. And some hockey news this week. Last weekend, I think, was when the league announced who would be available for the Seattle Kraken draft. Yep, that's going to be the uh, new team this year in the upcoming hockey season, Seattle Kraken. I guess they ran out of animals or something, so now they have to use mythical creatures, but whatever, that's not really a big deal anyway. There were some shocking players who were available for the Kraken to select, like Vladimir Tarasenko and Carey Price, but he's an expensive goalie. So the draft for the team was this past Wednesday, and they actually didn't take Price. Instead, they picked up uh, Dreger. I don't know how to say his name, actually, but he, they picked up uh, the goalie from Florida and signed him for three years. Three or four years, I don't remember now. Some notable names that they picked up were Jordan Eberle, um, Mark Giordano, who's Calgary's captain, and Adam Larson. Just another L for Edmonton. It's just so sad to see. You gotta get McDavid out of there, man. Edmonton decided to protect Duncan Keith from the Kraken, so instead they selected Adam Larson signed him for four years or something. Uh, so basically they had to give up Adam Larson, Caleb Jones, and a pick for Duncan Keith. Ouch. And the Kraken took John Quenville from the Blackhawks, and I'm fine with that. Other notables from the team are Brandon Tanev from the Penguins, who honestly just goes out there and hits everybody on the ice. They also took Yanni Gord from the Cup Champs, the Lightning... And, oh yeah, the Leafs also took a huge L. So the Maple Leafs got Jared McCann from Pittsburgh just a few days ago, and they decided not to protect him. So he's gone before he even gets to play a game. I kept hearing from uh, the sports media or whatever that the Leafs did this because the Kraken would only realistically choose either McCann or Kerfoot. So I guess we'll have to keep an eye on who has a better season. 
McCann or Kerfoot. So we'll see who actually won that trade somewhere down the road. I don't think that the Kraken look good on paper, but we'll see how they perform when the season starts. And they still have time to make trades if they want to. And if you're listening to this on Friday morning, the 2020 Summer Olympics opening ceremony should be completed. But it's just about to start in a few minutes for me at the time of this recording. It's been pretty messy this year with positive COVID cases, a growing number of cases in Tokyo, no fans or spectators... There's sewage or something apparently leaking into the pools that the swimmers or rowers need to be in, so that's gross. And then I think just yesterday, they actually fired the Olympic ceremony director because he made a Holocaust joke in like 1998 or something. This whole Olympics thing probably should have been cancelled, but I guess the show must go on. Topic 1. Do I need gym gear to start working out? Like I've said before, gyms opened up around me and someone in the gym actually asked me this question. To answer the question quickly, you do not need any gym gear at all if you're looking to work out or exercise. However, some of my older clients and most of my female clients do use gloves to protect their hands. So it's just really personal preference in that department. Other than that though, no, you don't really need any gym gear to start working out. You just need to go and do it. And there's a bunch of gym gear out there that's tailored to making your workout better or easier, like wrist straps or wrist wraps and a weightlifting belt if we're talking about gym gear that you actually wear. But this question could also mean gym gear like kettlebells or dumbbells or any kind of weights. In that case, you still don't really need weights or dumbbells to even start your fitness journey. There's something called calisthenics, which I've brought up before, and that's actually working out with no equipment at all. That's where you just use your own body weight as resistance. If you're new to working out, then that's somewhere to potentially start from. Again, you don't need any gym gear to start working out. You just need to start doing it. Just start exercising or resistance training. Since you don't need any gym gear, you can literally just get started within your own home. If you have been to the gym, you might have seen those really fit guys wearing the belts and the chains and the straps, but there's no need to use all of those things if you're just starting out. You're probably going to need a few years experience before you start using those types of equipment. That's why if you are getting started, it probably is just a good idea to just get started within your own household, especially if you're self-conscious about your body or you don't want to be embarrassed or do the wrong things inside the gym. Maybe you can get to using some gym gear eventually, but to start, you can easily just use stuff within the house or even just use your own body weight. When it comes to something like squatting, you may feel the need to want to just get under a barbell and start squatting. But with something like a squat, it's a good place to just start by doing just bodyweight squats. That'll give you time to perfect the form of a squat before loading weight onto your back. That's a great exercise to start with because 
that'll target the majority of your leg muscles, and it's really a full body type of exercise as well since your core will be engaged, especially if you're a newbie doing this exercise. The squat is a fundamental movement everybody should be able to do, and it's a movement that'll burn a lot of calories since it's using and activating the larger muscles in your body and the most muscles within your body. For females, this one is especially useful since it'll shape your lower body like your glutes and could lean out your whole body in general. Now, gym gear can be great, but the thing is, you don't want to rely on gym gear in general because if you're using something like straps for seated rows or lat pulldowns, and if you use it for a while, you'll start to notice that you lack that grip strength that you need in real life or for practical everyday life. Using something like straps can sometimes be good for learning more of a mind-to-muscle connection with certain body parts. In this case, using straps on the seated row to improve your mind-to-muscle connection with your back. Straps can be good when your grip gives out before your back gets tired or fatigued from doing your reps or sets. But again, you do not want to rely on that because having that grip strength and building that up is going to be useful for everyday life, and it's building more of that functional strength if you're just using your bare hands. Even using your bare hands alone for something like seated rows or lat pulldowns, you'll also be building your forearms as well, so you'll be missing out on those benefits if you rely on something like straps all the time. Same thing goes with lifting with a belt or something. And the lifting belt was made for someone who's lifting a lot of weight because it'll help tighten or brace your core during whatever movements, like a squat or a deadlift. Again, you don't want to rely or be dependent on these devices when you're lifting because in real life, I mean, what are you going to do when you need to lift something heavy? You're going to go grab your straps or your belt if you help someone move or something, for example? That's why you actually don't need any gym gear. Just your bare hands and maybe some gloves if you're easily prone to getting calluses or something. But even in that case, I honestly think that if you're young and starting out, I think gloves are something that most people can probably avoid using, but I do allow some of my older clients to use them if they tell me their hands hurt or something. So, just start today, regardless if you have gym gear or not. Doing something like walking lunges or bodyweight squats are actually full body exercises that can help you lean out and build muscle, especially in your lower body. And if you're going into the gym, you just need to show up. No need for all those extra pieces of equipment or gym gear. Just do weights that are comfortable for you and try to get stronger without the gym gear. Topic 2. How to recover faster. Now that the gyms are open, people are experiencing DOMS all over again. I covered exactly what that is in episode 34. And to summarize that, in case you don't already know what that is, DOMS stands for Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness, and that's just micro-tearing that happens within the muscles after you work out. And that could mean that after you work out, you'll feel muscle soreness for a day or two, or maybe even three, after you work out. And earlier this month, the 42nd episode, 
was about how to recover from injury properly and to do that work on the mobility and stability of the injured area ease into the exercises that you're gonna do relearn those exercises and take baby steps to get back to where you were before this topic though is about how to recover faster and this one's going to be useful during these times because the gyms have been open around me for a week now and i've spent the majority of the time in the past week well me and my clients have spent me uh the majority of the past week recovering from doms since we've all been back to consistently exercising again which is sending this shock throughout the body Okay, so now that you might be experiencing DOMS pretty badly, now that you're back in the gym, and you want to get that physique back to where it once was, I figured I might as well give you some tips on how to recover from muscle soreness quicker, so that you're able to get back to your training without having a bunch of forced rest days where you can't work out because of the amount of soreness you have. So first off, some quick solutions but minor ones are doing things like foam rolling or using a lacrosse ball or even a massage gun could help a little bit. That's because those are all myofascial release types of things you can do. And that'll stimulate more blood flow within whatever areas you decide to target. They all work in the same way or a similar way. Basically to promote blood flow within the area which could reduce that muscle inflammation that happens during the DOMS period. Another thing that could help you recover faster is actually stretching after the workout. It might not reduce DOMS completely, but it could reduce the severity or how bad the muscle soreness after the session is, so that's something that you could do as well. Again, static stretching after a workout could promote blood flow, So stretching the area where you're sore could help speed up the recovery process a little bit. And studies are actually on the fence about how stretching affects recovery, but I'm on the side that says that it'll help you a tiny bit with recovery. It's not going to remove the muscle soreness completely, but I do believe that it'll help a little bit. And even if it doesn't help with recovery, stretching in general is more beneficial than not. When it comes to recovery, usually people will think that they can just hit a body part for two or three hours, then just lie around all day and expect to gain all that muscle just by relaxing. You actually need to be a little bit active to recover as fast as you can. And that leads into the best possible thing you can do to recover from DOMS or muscle soreness. Probably the most important part when it comes to recovering quickly is going to be active recovery. The quickest way to recover from a day of pounding your muscles isn't just going to be rest alone. If you just work out, maybe you hit legs, and then the rest of the day you just lie down and rest in bed or something, you may think that's the smartest way to go about it, but it's actually not. Your muscles will actually even be more stiff than usual and more sore than usual because you're not circulating any blood into that area. Something like active recovery is going to be important and for the lower body it's actually pretty simple. So after your first day in the gym hitting legs, and this is actually what I've been doing uh, for a few days now. After your first day hitting legs again, 
Maybe you go back to barbell squatting after a few months off. It's almost guaranteed that you'll be experiencing DOMS after you hit your legs. They're just going to be sore for a few days after you lift. That means it'll be a little bit more difficult to walk properly or maybe going up the stairs or even down the stairs is a little bit harder than usual. An easy way to combat these problems is actually going to be doing some active recovery, so that's light exercise. So something as simple as walking could actually speed up the recovery because that'll increase the blood flow in your lower body and could actually stimulate more recovery and more muscle building. And the same is true no matter where your muscle soreness is. Active recovery in general is what I believe to be one of the biggest factors when it comes to muscle recovery and soreness. So for upper body, maybe your chest is sore. Some light exercise for your chest could be something that you could do to get rid of the soreness. Now, it's not going to happen right away, but you could notice less pain after doing some light exercise or something like mobility drills or even yoga. Alright, so back to some other minor things that could help you recover, and that could be an ice bath. There's actually many athletes who do this, professional or not, and even some bodybuilders love it, like classic physique champ, uh, Mr. O-Champ, C-Bum, fellow Canadian. He actually built a cold tub or an ice bath tub in his garage or something, and something like an ice bath could actually help with recovery, but... In terms of muscle building purposes, because it reduces inflamed muscles, it could also reduce the amount of muscle you build because of the constricting elements with the ice water. And we can't really finish talking about recovering properly and more quickly without the other two big factors, and that's sleep and your diet. Sleep has so many benefits, like better memory, better performance, and of course, it'll help with recovery. When you sleep for 7-9 to nine hours a day, that's when your body does its best to recover muscles with protein synthesis. And because when you are sleeping, your body is going to be replenishing your energy and hormone levels. Of course, diet is going to be useful to recover quickly as well. Protein intake is going to be important when it comes to building more muscle. And if you eat properly by eating your fruits and vegetables, keeping your protein intake pretty high, and having enough carbs, those in combination are going to make you recover as fast as possible. Vegetables are often where we tend to lack in our diet, but in vegetables you're going to be getting vitamins and minerals that you might not find in other types of foods. You also need to have a good amount of protein, and I talk about that all the time, that's going to help build and repair your muscles. Last but not least, drinking water is also going to be an important factor that you should be keeping in mind. That also helps with speeding up the muscle recovery time and could get rid of that soreness a bit as well. So if you're new to the gym and you're experiencing DOMS for the first time, a few things that you could help, sorry, that could help you recover from muscle soreness could be things like the lacrosse ball. That one's an easy one. We got the foam roller. Massage gun is a little bit expensive, so try those other alternate methods instead. Active recovery is going to be super important. And make sure that you're getting enough sleep, enough water, 
and make sure that you're eating balanced meals and that'll ensure that you're recovering as quickly as you can so you can get back into the gym and work on whatever goals you're trying to accomplish. And that concludes episode 45 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. <laughs>